All righty, back out of here on The Fan. It is overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. Let's go out to our Browns insider. His name is Daryl Ryder. Brought to you by Shopping Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Daryl, how are we doing on this Tuesday? Uh, I'm b- Besides spilling my drink all over my floor and keyboard, I'm doing great. Oh, man. that's, uh, that's Don't that's get a, old, man. Don't get old. You start dropping stuff. You roll out of bed. Parts that you didn't know you had creak and crack and hurt. Yeah. I, well, I think the worst part is I got to... Fun I to, times. I have to actively check what chairs I sit in now because if I sit in a bad chair, I'm going to feel it in my back the next day. Uh, that has happened to me. Uh, sitting in a rolling chair and you miss the chair and you land on the floor instead. Yep. Been Ooh. there, done that too. Ooh. You're, but you're, you're not poorly put together. As far as, I mean, like, I feel like... But I'm re- I'm a regular klutz, let me tell oh, you. Know? Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, like, like, Nick always talks about the stains he's got on, like, uh, every shirt he owns, basically. Is that you as well? No, 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 no. I, I, I don't have problems putting food in my... Well, neither does Nick, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry it was there. It was there. Hey, the, amount of, the amount of, uh, you know, strays he gives people throughout shows, he can have one coming his way from you. It's okay. <laughs> That was low-hanging fruit, even for me. I, I uh, didn't put it on a tee for you. That was that was all you, and you did you did a nice job with it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I don't need to wear a bib when I eat. Okay, very good. Uh, let me ask you. You know, a couple weeks ago, I, I didn't think it made sense for Jonathan Taylor when we already had Nick Chubb and everything was right. Now we don't have Nick Chubb. Th- then you've watched the last eight quarters of Browns football, and it was a reminder. Hey, maybe Jonathan Taylor is not a bad idea after all. <laughs> Would you? Is there a realistic chance this happens? Should, nah. Do you think the Browns should consider trading for the Colts running back? Should they? Hell yes. Will they? Probably not, because they probably aren't going to give. It. Look, I mean, the the Colts wanted a first round pick, which the Browns don't have. Okay. Uh, the Browns would probably then have to offer their second round pick, which means once again they wouldn't pick in the first three ra- uh, first couple of rounds uh, in the draft for a third straight year, which is not optimal team building. Uh, you can't exactly count on four, five, six, seven uh, rounders to uh, build your football team. So, um, yeah, prisoner of the moment, I'd do it in a heartbeat because I really don't care about draft picks. But, um, you know, Andrew Barry can't make emotional decisions like you and me. So um, I, I lean more towards not going to happen, but uh, because then I'm an emotional guy. Hell yeah, I'm picking up the phone and calling Colts. <laughs> I just, I, I find it fascinating that the circumstances they have, they've changed that much where you could be in the hell no camp a couple weeks ago, and now I think everyone should at least consider the idea there for the Browns. Oh no, I got ripped because I said I would do it, but then I, but I couched it by saying it, it is a prisoner of the moment type reaction from me. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I still would make the phone call, see what they want, right? Doesn't mean you have to say yes but sure. absolutely i make that phone call you, hell he should have already made the phone call i, I believe in that as well do you, do you feel like the browns are going to be players at this deadline no why Dude, is that? They're, they're they're spending 310 million dollars on this roster how much more more need, do they need to spend i'm asking a legit question yeah, I don't worry about the money. It's though. the it's the most expensive team in in I know, but I don't franchise worry. and possibly NFL history. I don't worry about Haslam's pocketbook and Haslam. Well, honestly, I don't either. But there's either. a I, I, neither do I. Look, I'm trying to spend three billion of his money to build the dome for the Browns. You're right. I, I don't care about the Haslam's money, but yeah. at the same time, you know, there's there's a you know realistic business cost to this, and 
Um, <laughs> I mean, they, uh, you know, they, they spent some money to get uh, Shelby Harris in here, right? So, yeah, I, 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 I don't know how much more money they can they can spend. And remember, too, they need all the cap space they can get going forward. Like Andrew Barry has been, you know, worked overtime going into the season to get all, you know, generate over forty plus million dollars in salary cap space to roll over next year. And you know, they spent also remember they spent money too signing Kareem Hunt. That could yeah. you know cost them another four million dollars. So well, and, and Daryl, so many people you, you strike a good point there. So many people are like, oh we'll just restructure and just make that work because you've been doing that a lot. Well look and see what happened with Jedrick Wills, right? You restructure and now a guy you're not really too fond of you're stuck with for the next two years. You can't do anything about that deal because it, three months ago you wanted to get ahead and create more space and do all that, but he's a cap liability now. Exactly right, and that's and that's again. You sometimes you can't just go to that well. Also a liability at left tackle, but that's another conversation. I don't know what we do about that. I'm going to be honest. I don't. I don't know what. They, I mean, they can't. They realistically, because you guys, you know, I'm very good at spot rack. I'm very good at contract stuff. There's nothing you can do for the next two years with Jedrick Wills. Like he's on yeah. the roster. That's it. Yeah. Well, next year he's on the roster. This year and next year he's on the roster. But right. You know, they got a cap penalty coming, I think, the following year because of the restructure. So, I did have an outside-the-box thought. Can you play with me? This might be stupid. Do and, I have please, to? Yeah, please tell me if it is stupid, though. That's fine. But I, I was thinking about this the other day. So, so Jedrick Wills is just, I mean, he's a whatever. Is there, is there a chance? Is this crazy? Joe Petonio did play left tackle in college. No, it's not happening. Why not? Not at this time, at this stage of his career. Hell no, it's not happening. Is it no a, chance. Is it from a weight Zero chance. Play with End of discussion. A not happening. Is that a weight perspective thing, or is that a him thing that he just doesn't want to? That's a fact. I, just, not I, a perspective. I remember hearing him a couple years ago. I remember hearing him do an interview with all you guys, and I remember him saying that, obviously, when he came here, Joe Thomas was there, so he couldn't end up doing it, and he would entertain it down the road if that's what they asked him if to do. If the apocalypse arrives, he'll do it. He was willing to entertain it a couple years ago. I don't know what would have changed there. Uh, it's called he's older? Maybe. Hey, that's why I asked the question. <laughs> like, he's older? All right. He's on a on a path to being a Hall of Famer as a guard? Like, I mean, he's the ultimate team guy. I'm sure if they asked him to do it, and they're... There have been instances where he has had to, to slide over there for uh, a smidge. But, no, that, that's that's not going to be a full-time transition for him. That's not happening. All right. Just an outside-the-box thought I had. I was like, no one's talking about this. I don't think it's real, uh, but I wanted the, to get... The, the, the plan the is that DeJuan Jones will take that over. Yeah, but everyone says he's just a right tackle right now. Is he going to be able to make that, that transition? I don't know. He's doing a pretty damn good job at right tackle, if you have to ask me. I agree with that. I he's mean, doing a lot better than the left tackle is. I know. I know. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. What do we do with this this running back situation right now? Where, Trey? Is that the best we can do? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, show, I'll, I'll throw up a couple Hail Marys if it helps. I I, I don't know. what uh, fathers, uh, bring out the rosary. I don't care. I, say a few at Temple. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't. Uh, uh, look, I, Jerome's a nice player. Jerome Ford, nice player. Um, you know, did a great job in, in the Pittsburgh game. The uh, last two weeks, tough sledding. That's uh, the life and trials and tribulations of a, a younger player. The uh, – Defensive line, certainly, uh, you know, uh, play a role. But, I mean, I, I, I tried to warn people that 24 ain't walking back through that door, at least not until the middle of the next season. So they're going to have to find a way. And, and that's why you saw, uh, you know, uh, 
Kevin Stefanski try and work the perimeter a little bit and, and whatnot, but um, yeah, uh, they they got to find a running game fast or um, you know things could get complex. I think is the right way to say that. Be making Elijah Moore so far. A lot of uh, talk earlier today across the station about the idea that he's been a little bit of a disappointment. Do you see it that way too? I think he's. Be, I think they're asking him to do too much. Hmm. What would you ask him to do? I'd just play receiver. I'd scale it back. Okay. Less cute stuff. Yes. Drop the cute stuff. Just have him play receiver. Because the cute stuff's not working. Is it? No. No. Okay. I'm, I'm just checking. I just want to make sure that, you know, I, you know, the no, we're, chance we're that I'm. No, we're on the same page. I'm just taking it in is all. Yeah. It's, you know, chance that, you know, when I'm rewatching this stuff, maybe I'm not seeing things right. I, I will grant Grant you that, but that's kind of how I see it. I, I, because um, I, I'm a big Elijah Moore fan, but I, I think they need to scale the cute stuff back. Just let's get him going in the passing game, and, uh, you know, you can expand from there. But is, is I, that is that what it was when you guys watched in the preseason, where it was everyone in the preseason that was in Berea was like, this guy's this guy's it. Like he's doing a really yeah, good he's job. here there. I mean, they got him lined up everywhere. Hmm. I mean, and I get it, but. I think I think the time has come, based on the results, the early returns, scale it back just a little bit. Yeah, Daryl, I got to give you credit and uh, and some props. I, I thought it was I thought you did some great question asking of uh, some of the players after the game, where you you figured out that Stefanski had not changed the script at all, whether it was Deshaun Watson or Dorian Thompson Robinson. To me, that is indefensible. The, the idea that I, I, I hate the, that I felt like me and you on Sunday morning put more time and effort into what DTR would do in that game than they did. I, I don't know how you approach that game thinking to yourself, okay, we're just going to do exactly the same thing with a rookie quarterback that we would do with our $230 million quarterback. Yeah. Um, if you can pat yourself on the back and take victory laps because you drew up a play with AVP on a Saturday morning that ended up putting points on the scoreboard the following day, then you can take the heat for not bothering to put a second 15 script together for your backup rookie quarterback. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, no, you're right. I, it, it's indefensible to me that, yep. you, you, that you didn't do that. They, did, they didn't do that. That kid had no chance on Sunday, and that's why I, that's why I refuse to criticize Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Uh, I I am not going to rip that kid for that performance, even though it was some of the worst quarterbacking I've seen since 1999. And by the way, got a PhD in lousy quarterback play. <laughs> I almost said something else and realized who I was talking to, and I had to censor myself. Um, I got I know what I know what stink looks like, right? Mm-hmm. That stink stank stunk on Sunday. Uh, and, and again, I'm not criticizing DTR. That wasn't his fault. Um, and, you know, you you got to do a better job as a head coach uh, helping that kid out. And I think and, – and this is this is this goes back to the robotic part of Kevin Stefanski, right? Um, he just – this is our process. This is what we do. This is our offense. This is Cleveland Browns football, blah, 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 right? But at the same time, he's also the first to tell us how, as coaches, he, he it's his job to put guys in the best positions to win and how flexible they are and this, that, and the other. Well, Sunday he didn't do that, and um, and uh, that that's on him. I'm not saying that they would have won with a with a different game plan because they probably wouldn't have. Um, but I, I I just know that 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 offense on Sunday was 
1999 expansion Browns mm. and four and 44 Cleveland Browns over three year stretch. Bad. That's what we saw Sunday. And with the talent on this team and for $310 million in defensible. Daryl, you guys talked to Anthony Walker Jr. yesterday. He said it was humbling. He said the loss, uh, obviously, it, it did something to him. Uh, did you feel like a, a loss that badly? Do you feel like that can even that can be humbling in that way? Is it, is it all right to be humbled in week four, or is that not really a thing? Uh, I mean, they got the 49ers coming into town after the bye they week. So humbling. That would be humbling, yeah. They, they, they may not be humbled yet, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am not anticipating that's going to go well for the Cleveland Browns. I have watched the San Francisco 49ers this year, and the best they, team in football. Are, they are really, really good. I think they're the best team in football, which is surprising, because I, I always thought the best team in football would just be pick out best AFC team, well, but look, uh, they're incredible. That might be surprising to you, but for the guy that picked them to go to the Super Bowl, not surprising to me. Uh, oddly enough, I did have them going to the Super Bowl. Oh, I just didn't think sure they would be the did. best team. You should have heard me two, for two hours on CBS Sports Radio last week, and all I did was talk about how great Brock Purdy was and uh-huh. is and the lack of respect that man gets. Last year, he led the league in passer rating. This year, he currently leads the league in passer rating. I feel like you're He's pulling a Kevin Stefanski victory lap on me right no now. You drew the lap. play up on no Saturday and lap. scored the points on Sunday and patting yourself. Don't hurt your I arm. Patting yourself on the back. anybody out Kyle Shanahan love uh, the way I <laughs> love Kyle Shanahan. That's was it a 32-point presentation you made on CBS? CBS Sports Radio when you uh, did that? Yes, yes. In, in tribute to Kyle Shanahan? We, we did, by the way. I had a caller earlier be like... By the way, that callback will never, ever get old. He, a caller earlier was like, this is personal for Shanahan based off of that alone right there. And I'm like, <laughs> it might be. It, this week, it might be. He might run Shanahan was the only adult in the building, and he left. <laughs> it's incredible. He got Absolutely. the hell out of there. Absolutely incredible. By the way, best career decision he ever made. He's a superstar now. He's legitimately one of the best coaches in the NFL. Of course, yeah. it all worked out great for him. Yeah, it did. That's why Why do you think I said it was the best career decision he could he make? He might Mike McDaniel over the Broncos 70 points if he gets a chance. Now, he I don't jumped think he a, could do that on this Browns defense, but if he, he could, he would. He saw that Titan. He saw that iceberg. <laughs> he jumped off the Titanic before it hit. And then took the life raft and went by himself. Right. Like he, he shoved people that were trying to get on he the boat. He started swimming off. back to England. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. All right, Daryl. Appreciate you as always. We'll do it again tomorrow night. Thank you so much. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Thank you, Daryl. You bet, bud. Daryl Ryder right there. Brought to you by Shopping Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. We come on back. All right, let's talk about it. Let's do it. You heard Daryl right there. He says they should, doesn't believe they will, but he says they should go after Jonathan Taylor. Would you at this point? 216474 to below 92. Max Struess coming your way at 10 o'clock. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterman here with you on the fan.